I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. Brought to you by GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. Rich Orris here, and thank you for joining me today on Right at Home with Rich. Today is Basement Day with my guest, former Mosby Carpenter turned consultant, Adam Daly. First, we'll get to know Adam, then we can discuss everything about basement remodeling, including what every basement needs, that awesome man cave. We all got to have that, right? Well, at least the men do, I guess. Um, And the dreaded egress window. When do you need one? And why might you want to leave that work up to the pros? That can be really difficult. Also today, my On the Road with Rich segment I'll talk about a visit with a client looking to finish their basement, right? Downtown St. Louis. We'll talk about what code requirements they will be up against getting their work done. And as always, right smack dab in the middle of the show, my right at home hack, how to avoid some common mistakes during your next DIY project. So stick around with us for all of that and more. And I am just on the edge of my seat to get this thing started with my guest, Adam Daly. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday afternoon and coming in. And hopefully we'll get to pass down some really good basement information for all the listeners out there. So I I do like to start out with kind of you. What's going on with you? Um, just let everybody get to know you, the man, the myth, the legend, everything about it. So um, where did you grow up? Were you always in St. Louis? I uh, Yeah, for I grew, grew up in St. Louis, South County, Oakville area, uh, born and raised there. I left for a few years, number of years, out to college out in California. And then, of course, that uh, good old Midwest Brought me back and uh, sucked you right back in. Brought me right back. You have that beacon in the arch just calls calls you back. Yeah, absolutely. So where'd you go to high school? Oakville High School. There you go. Awesome. Born and bred right here. Yeah, absolutely. So what got you interested in remodeling? Good question. Uh, I'm asked that often, and uh, I think ultimately what it really goes back to is as a child, I just loved Legos. I think Legos was, was really that instant... Uh, 
kind of attraction to it and building things and putting things together and tearing it apart and putting it back together. You know, I've had some older siblings that, you know, once or twice they came in through and, you know, knocked apart some of my uh, my, yeah. my Lego villages <laughs> and it was devastating, but I, I quickly figured out how to put it all back together. So from then on, you know, just growing up, my, my dad always had projects for us to be working on, finished my parents' basement when I was in high school and kind of one thing led to another and um, you know, I, I kind of was resistant at first of ever kind of making a career out of it. Thought it was always going to be more of a hobby, more of a more of a uh, thing that I would do on the side. But certainly uh, got got around to making it more of a career and and finding that passion for it to really make it something worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of Legos, man, have they <laughs> changed that right? I mean, from from my day with Lincoln Logs, Legos, stuff yes. like that, to, you know, the past 10, 20 years, the, the Lego stuff my son used to get, I don't know, a kid could even put together. <laughs> like the SpongeBob Village, the Star Bat Wars Cave. Starships, I mean. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's phenomenal, the things absolutely. that they get with that. And what I learned was to start super gluing them. Because <laughs> when you're eight and you're playing with the Batcave, that thing will fall apart. So I'd super glue it to keep it working oh, yeah. for him and everything. So, yeah, yeah. But what a great career, remodeling, everything about it. And now coming from the field, you know, doing, and this is why I'm so excited about this because I kind of did the same thing, yeah. you know, same exact kind of history and everything. Coming into the sales consulting and all of that, such a different experience. And we'll touch more on that in just a little while in, in that transition and how you're helping people and everything today. But I want to get into the lightning round questions because just want to have some fun with it and learn a little bit about you. So either or text or talk, talk legal pad or iPad legal pad cats or dogs, dogs, dogs all the way, huh? Oh yeah. Beach or mountains? Can I say a mountainous beach area? That <laughs> yeah, would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Although the waves to get there. Right. Thin crust or deep dish? Thin. Sour or sweet? Sour. What is your favorite snack? Ooh, I'm going to say some extra toasted Cheez-Its. Oh, those are, those are really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Favorite vacation spot? Colorado. Favorite summer activity? Riding my mules. Riding your mules. That is really awesome. We got to touch on more about that later. <laughs> All right. You're running around St. Louis. Would you go to Fritz's or Ted Drew's? Ted Drew's. Arch or the City Museum? City Museum. Cardinals or Blues? Tough one. But that Cardinals. is a hard one. Cardinals. <laughs> Botanical Garden or the Zoo? Zoo all the way. So what was your first job? First job, I was a lifeguard. Lifeguard at a, at a private uh, country club. Country club, yeah. So what was your first concert? Embarrassing to say, but it would have been uh, Backstreet Boys Black and Blue at, uh, at what was then Riverport Amphitheater. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So what is your hidden talent? Ooh, Hidden talent, that's a tough one. Um, I'm not sure it, that I would hide anything, so I, I think all my talents are right out there. 
Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe the, the mule riding. Yeah, yeah, not everybody's doing that. Um, so describe yourself in three words. I would say uh, creative, uh, detailed, and lighthearted. That's, That's awesome one. Yeah, lighthearted. That's good. Hey, I love doing that with everybody. Um, so much fun. fun. And love getting to know people and everything. So um, let's talk just for a minute about that transition um, from working in the field, doing carpentry work, lead carpenter, running jobs. Um, I kind of picked basements, too, because you actually ran a basement of mine that you were the lead carpenter on, and Jill Huckleberry was the project manager. And those clients talk so much about how well that went and how, you know, Adam was right on top of things, always asking questions, bringing stuff up, what about this, and just making sure prior to it happening that things were going to be right. So what do you do and how do you transition all that into the whole sales consulting, putting that into your first visits, you know, with clients? How do you think that's helped you out? Yeah, I, it certainly has helped me out. I, I can confidently say that. Um, I think a lot of it is is that detailed nature that I have of being in the field and, and knowing how things can sometimes change the course at times and um, you, you don't always know everything on that first appointment um, and, and it's not until you get into the work that some things can be discovered so I think ultimately it's, it's allowed me to handle my first appointments more in depth look at the things that you don't even think to think of um, and try to make sure that you kind of get as much information from that initial visit that you possibly can. And certainly, as, as you know, that, you know, oftentimes it takes additional visits. It takes a, a deeper process and trying to figure out everything that could go into one project. But, um, you know, just the experience that I have from the, from the field and then being the, the carpenter, uh, definitely has helped out on, on trying to figure out how to put almost going back to Legos of putting those yeah, pieces yeah. back together, right? Um, you know, you're going to take some things apart and, and how you start to get that put back together is definitely what has yeah. been helpful. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. I think there's an advantage too in, in thinking things through and really going, is this going to, how do I get this in the house? How does this work? How's everything going to happen? Right. So we're going to get into our first break here, and we'll get more into that when we return. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich, brought to you by GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, we are back, and we are hanging here with Mosby Consultant Adam Daly, and I'm going to get into my on the road with rich segment because we're talking basements today and you know just last week i was visiting with a client about their basement they wanted to refinish their basement and they're out in st louis city and um, they've got a lot of obstacles that they are up against and and they had a couple other people look at it and the the one was kind of a handyman type but they both got real leery when they started asking about permits, do you pull permits? We want this, we want this correct. We want it to be right. And uh, so, so they really 
kind of got out of it with the whole code compliance. So they, they had mm-hmm. me out to kind of look at this area and figure out, you know, why everybody's so, so leery on, you know, doing anything there. And really, there, there's quite a few things down there. When you're in these basements with these lower ceilings and the stairs was the first one noticing, walking right down. And right at the bottom of the stairs, three feet away is the furnace. So we're talking about, you know, maybe some type of retractable, openable wall or something to, to require access, you know, around this furnace. But it also really doesn't leave any room for modifying those stairs. And there's not enough headroom right at the bottom of the stairs. So first conversation gets right into we're trying to get with the city and see if they would even if we could kind of grandfather that in or not. But they also have um, the floor drain kind of farther away across the stairs, not near the furnace or the water heater. And I know there are requirements where it needs to be so close and, and they want the water heater to have a floor drain. So we may get into moving around a floor drain um, they have a full bathroom that they want to redo. And, you know, Adam, speaking of that field experience, so I'm in there, I've done a lot of these things and I'm figuring out that none of this plumbing is up to code. The shower actually just goes over to a floor by that floor drain doesn't even have a vent whatsoever. Um, so I'm kind of explaining how we're going to be into renegotiating this entire bathroom and they're like well we don't want to change it too much because we know it'll be expensive and mm. i'm kind of like well you're kind of into mm. it so we can put the door wherever we want because we're going to have to break out the floor rerun plumbing and all this stuff is you know getting where it where where it, it's there anyways mm-hmm. you're, you're deep into the woods and of course why all of a sudden we're looking at you know everybody else is like oh I, you know we don't really need to pull permits. We could just leave that shower and build stuff around it. Or do, exactly, there's there's so much there um, in, in what they'll be up against trying to figure out. So, you know, it's really brings up this whole company look at you know how do we deliver the right thing? You know, how do we really get through things and and figure out you know the whole the whole experience and what it takes to get it built and looking at it up front and helping through the design, you know, helping not create design flaws where, you know, knowing what we need to do and, and how to do it. So looking in those basements, you know, when you're out talking to people about basements away from the whole, what does it take to do it? You know, but, getting into what people are looking for. What are you seeing that people are really looking to get out of a basement remodel? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, You know, I think when people are wanting to start exploring the options of finishing their basement or remodeling their basement, the the obvious answer there is, is, you know, additional living space. Um, Inside of that, most are wanting to have an additional bathroom in, in those spaces because, you know, the thought of having to walk up the stairs to use the bathroom on a main floor is is not what you really want to be doing. You want yeah. to have something that's convenient and easily accessible. Um, definitely a great space to be able to have guests, um, overnight out-of-town guests, be able to stay in those spaces. So sometimes that's a bedroom. Sometimes that is just a, a bigger living space. 
um, which again then plays into having that bathroom down there for those guests yeah. to be able to use. Um, you know, definitely lots of uh, wet bars, uh, dry bars even, if, if the feasibility of adding plumbing to make it a wet bar isn't um, what the client is willing to invest, then, you know, a dry bar can certainly still be a great design aspect. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and serve a lot of function. Uh, TV rooms or, or TV spaces, theaters, if you will, uh, are definitely uh, a lot of times on people's uh, wish lists. Um, really, it's kind of all over the place. Wine cellars, wine rooms, uh, people have, have asked about. Um, game spaces for pool tables, shuffleboard, uh, bubble air hockey, all the all the types of games that you can find in any arcade, really, yeah. um, people are wanting to bring into the home. Yep, and, you know, wine cellars, talk about, mm. you know, needing to understand how to put one of those <laughs> things together. I mean, they, they are a very complicated system in order to make them work right and hold that temperature. And, you know, I, I did one years ago. They wanted the humidor for the cigars inside the wine cellar, and we're trying to figure out, okay, how do you keep one one spot warm and one mm. spot cold and, you know, all of this, and talk about a challenge and, oh, yeah. and, and how to do that. But we did design a cabinet space that uh, – they could put it in and keep it moist, and, and there's there's actually ways to do that. It's it's really incredible the different things you can come up with when you need to as you're as yeah. you're looking through and designing. So, what would you say is the biggest advantage for a client in finishing off their basement? That additional living space, I think, is just a, a huge benefit for most people, especially if you you love your your home, you love the area that you're in. Um, being able to to just add that space in a home that you're already established in and you're you're mostly happy with, um, you know, really is is otherwise a lot of unused space going to to storage and just collection of of things that you really probably don't need any longer. But adding that to adding that livable space to your yeah. home is definitely a benefit. And then, of course, even, you know, just increasing your home and, and the value of it, I think, is, is one of the things and benefits that people are looking for when considering it. Yeah, no, I think that uh, everybody really, you know, looking at the home's value and, and all of that, um, I, I will warn people it's it's on the list of return on investments it's at the bottom but mm -hmm. it's also a more affordable way to do it inside of the the footprint you already have you don't need the foundation things like that so it kind of plays back and forth right. with how that works on the home's value but really getting the value of that additional space i think is really more important than even you know the use you get out of it over the years, if you're in there for long term, you want good lasting value out of it. That's really going to be the most beneficial part to a client is, is having that space to go to. Um, what do you think about flooring products? We're in a different Ooh, environment, you know, concrete yes. floor, moisture, things like that. You know, what do you, what do you feel is the best flooring product for a basement remodel? So I, I personally, um, and, and tell clients this is Cortec luxury vinyl plank is, is I'm a big fan of, I've been a fan of for a number of years now. Um, I think just the, the 
durability factor of it is is hard to match in any other flooring product. Um, you know, certainly you have the advantages of you know being waterproof or water resistant, um, depending on the product. Um, you know, that that's the safest bet, but also the options, design options that you have in different colors and different sizes of planks and widths of planks are, are certainly uh, allows your options to be open and really find something that's going to work best for your space. Um, if if this space is, is you know, dry and, and doesn't have any kind of issues, a lot of people still can like carpet. Um, in spaces, theater rooms, I still would prefer to have carpeted, um, you know, a few home gyms that have been in basements to rubber flooring. Yeah. Um, certainly I'm a fan of and, and definitely gives you a, a little bit of added cushion on you, on your legs and your feet when you're working out in those spaces. Um, but yeah, I would say easy go-to luxury vinyl plank Cortec is, is a great option for basement flooring. Yeah, it definitely holds up very well. And, you know, I, I even had one last year that, you know, they the basement was already finished and they were having some water coming in, some water issues. And we were we were able to just take that floor apart, yep. pull it back, break out concrete, everything, put in sump pump lines, sump pump and everything. And then once everything's back together, just put that floor right back together, right in its place. The water didn't damage it. It really held up well, and we were able to just get right through that and get it all put back together. So great way to do it. Another thing I'd recommend for people out there looking at finishing a basement like this is, you know, take a piece of of plastic, clear plastic, (laughs) and pick two or three spots in the basement and tape that duct tape, uh, like a two-by-two square of plastic, down to the floor leave it there 24 hours and come back and see if you have any moisture droplets on that plastic. If it's on top of the plastic and you can feel it, then you've got too much humidity inside the air of the basement. If it's on the bottom of the plastic at the floor, you've got a lot of moisture vapor coming through that floor. And that may help determine, you know, what you do pre-basement finish and what type of of flooring you use in order to, you know, let that happen. And, and carpet truly does let, you know, some moisture vapor out and everything. It's just right. not good if you get that flood, if you get right. that water that gets it completely wet. Yep. But um, ceramic tile, I think, is, is a great option going right on top of concrete. If you don't have, you know, a lot of moisture that's going to tear that apart, that, yep. that is definitely another great for that bar area you know, another great floor product, but Cortec is my favorite too, as far yeah. as the durability and lasting and the fact that we can take it apart, do some work, put it back together and you don't have to buy an absolute new floor and all of that. So we're going to get into our first break here. I want to remind everybody that my hack will be up next when we return. So, and we'll have more with Adam right after this. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, we are back, everybody. You heard the man, Right at Home Hack segment right now. And, you know, I I love this one 
to really help the DIYer out there to, to think about, you know, kind of like what we do at Mosby. We're always designing, we're always thinking ahead and thinking in the, in, into the future of the product and the cost and the different things. So there's some steps that you can take to help prevent, you know, common mistakes that, that people make when doing a DIY project. And the first and probably most important one is really to set a budget, not only for the whole project, but for each individual item to that, to that project, you know, looking at how much am I going to spend on this part, that part, and the other part. It's just, it's really helpful because as you find things and if you start to get around or outside of that budget, you know, if you're a little under, you may say, oh, I, now I know I can splurge on the next one. Or if you're getting a little over, you really need to adjust that budget. And adjusting the budget before you start can be very important in knowing where you're at and what's coming up and can you even afford it and finish it and get through the whole thing. Another thing I would highly recommend is to shop where the pros shop. So I don't want to diss the big box stores. They've got a lot of, you know, great many things, but you can really get better service and better professional advice you know, that you may need from a specialized supplier. So if you think about it, you know, you may be looking at, at some some wood products that maybe you're buying nails that don't go with womanized wood, treated wood. Um, they would be able to advise you of that. And also some manufacturers actually create two versions of the same products so a more cheaply made one for major retailers and another for supply stores to sell to contractors. So just another reason to think about shopping where the pros do. The, the next one is really near and dear to my heart being a carpenter and it's investing in the right tools. You know, you can buy a paintbrush for a buck, right? And, and you probably won't get good results out of that. The higher quality tools in every line is going to deliver a higher quality project. It's really going to work better for you. And you can use them again on the next project. So they'll last longer than that 98 cent paintbrush. Another thing is to be very cautious about what you buy online. Buying thing on, things online can be less expensive, maybe you know, way more convenient. But if you don't understand what you're purchasing, if you didn't do all the homework, if it doesn't fit your expectations, it can cause even more of a headache and more waste of your time and money. So do your research and make sure you understand the product and you know exactly what you're getting when buying online. So if you want to hear this hack or any of these hacks, you can find them every week on my social media pages. Just look up Rich Ors Mosby for Facebook or at Rich Ors for Twitter, and you can find all of my past ones there. Now, getting back, Adam, to this basement work um, and, and all the different things we do in there, during the break, you were mentioning um, something about taking up that Cortex floor and putting it back, and kind of goes into that knowing what you're doing, what you're getting, yeah. talk to the pros, get good advice. So you had an experience with bringing up that con that Cortec floor in one of our basements. What was that all about? 
Yeah, so it was a, a repeat client. We'd done a project for a number of years ago, and they had the Cortec flooring installed and had a, had a water leak that was a, an HVAC issue, so unrelated to the actual basement finish. But they hired a, a company to come in and do some of the cleanup work, and they didn't realize that the flooring could be reused after having water wow, um, yeah. on it. So all of the flooring, or about half of the flooring of the basement, uh, got got tossed and got thrown away. So I I had gone back out after and uh, we had to replace all of the flooring uh, because that that specific uh, floor was no longer available. So just got to know that you know whoever may be coming in to clean up that floor or if it's going to be yourself that you, you take it out and you, you you know that it's can it can be reusable in, in a lot of instances. Um, but yeah, it was an unfortunate event for them, but just got to kind of know products and know, know what, what you're, what you have and what you can do with it. Yep. And another good reason to get good advice, you know, when, when you do everything and, and make sure you know what those possibilities right. are just so that they could have maybe warned them and said, Oh no, don't throw that out or don't, you know, if, if, yeah. if it's just. It's too bad nobody knew that. What a shame. And that's one know. of the big benefits of the floor. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, a good reason that people choose it, and, and you just got to remember. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so let's get into one of my favorite things in the basement. I literally have one of my own, the, the almighty man cave, right? Oh, yeah. You got to love that area. What, what are some common items you see going into the man cave? So some of my favorite ones, kegerator, um, yeah. dedicated for that space. Um, definitely have to have the large screen television to watch, you know, Cardinals, Blues, whatever sporting events you may want to be watching down there. Definitely uh, a good sofa, good, good or recliner rather. Um, as far as anything else, as far as, you know, construction wise, um, you know, just a good space in order to be able to get down there and if you, you want to be able to have it darker to watch games or if you want to be able to have it brighter um definitely good lighting um yeah dimmable lighting. dimmable lighting for sure um definitely a lot of cool things that are that are going into those spaces though yeah no absolutely i i, I do love that and i love the like the, the specific items you can get in there that kind of stand out like that kegerator you know different things like that everybody's looking for that one thing that kind of makes it really stand out you know and and work for them Um, i actually had one years ago that the bathroom you know right off the man cave we put a urinal oh yeah that was his (laughs) his men's bathroom man cave you know that was his kind of luxury item he threw in there absolutely you don't commonly see, you know, in a residential house area, but so cool and, and perfect for that environment. Um, what about the movie theater room? I love that's a, that's another big thing. The recliners, the stuff like that. Um, what are some of the advantages of putting a movie theater room into a basement? I think one of the biggest that that comes to my mind is just being able to kind of get complete darkness in that space. Um, you know, definitely best viewing experience is going to be the the least amount of natural light coming into that space and you can usually achieve that in in the basement a little bit easier than than other spaces um 
sound as well. I mean, you definitely can take additional steps to make it a little, little bit more soundproof um, or sound sound re, sound deadening um, to the rest of the home. But you know, you've got concrete walls that are going to do a lot for you, and and definitely even just the cooler nature of basements yeah. oftentimes uh, can make that room a, a comfortable room right off the bat. Yeah, it makes it perfect for grabbing your little blanket and reclining back oh, yeah. and starting that movie, right? You got the perfect temperature for it. Um, so what what would you say are some elements that you could work into a basement that really make you feel like you're not in a basement? I'd say number one, lighting. The more lighting you have in that space, I like to do a lot of can lights, dimmable can lights, as, as we said, um, you know, being able to... to make it a little bit darker if you want it but the more light you have down there i think is going to make it feel the more uh, or make it feel less like a like a basement um other things natural light if there are any any windows down there or if there are any larger windows definitely lighting as much natural light in will also i think make it feel less like a basement as well yeah yeah absolutely so um what do you think as you're looking at these basements and designing them what do you think people should pay the most attention to when they're planning to remodel a basement uh overall i think layout layout um is is a huge thing for me i i love doing basements i love designing basements just because they do offer so many challenges design wise and layout wise there are a lot of things that you know aren't feasible to move in those spaces so uh, definitely paying attention to where you have soffits and where you have posts and maybe trying to incorporate some of those things into the actual floor plan of the of the space. Um, you know, that was something that I always try to be intentional with is make sure that, you know, if there's a post that it's either in a wall or that it's going to, um, you know, be incorporated into the bar or um, a, a space that it just seems like it wasn't an afterthought or that it had to stay there or had to be there. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges, but also one of the biggest opportunities with basements is being able to be creative yeah. and come up with great solutions. Yep. And, and there are some options in moving stuff that, you know, it comes with some cost, but I've moved those posts and put in right. bigger I-beams <laughs> and things like that just to get the layout that people really wanted. And I think the education in that and showing what it takes, what it costs, how you can do it is, you know, really important in, in what we're trying to achieve here at Mosby. But we're going to get into our last break here and uh, we'll have more when we come back with a lot of these basement things. Well, let's get into the egress window a little bit. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich, brought to you by GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, we are back live today with Adam Daly, former carpenter turned sales consultant with Mosby Building Arts. And we have been inside your basement, all show, everything about the basement. And I want to stick with that a little bit. Because, you know, there's this code compliant thing that comes in and out and the codes have changed over the years. And, you know, the requirements for an egress window in a basement, Adam, what have you seen lately on, you know, when are those egress windows required when 
remodeling a basement? Yeah, good question. Um, a lot of it can depend on the municipality that, that you live in within St. Louis or, or any of the surrounding areas. Um, you know, old rules kind of, if there was a bedroom, there needed to be an egress window in that space. Um, more and more, it, it's, you know, every basement, if it's finished, needs to have an egress window. Um, you know, ultimately, it, it's always a good idea, in my opinion, to, to have that egress window um, when you're finishing off a basement or, or want to, in the future, finish up that space. But adding that egress window is it's a huge, huge benefit. Going back to what we were saying earlier, having natural light in that space, you know, adding that window is going to allow most, yeah. most of the time for a lot more natural light coming in. Um, you know, definitely uh, something that is going to be harder to do later than when um, than if you were to take the opportunity at the time of finishing it um, that you may have to have it in the future for for other reasons and even for the bedroom to be considered a, a bedroom um, always better to try to just do it the right way first time yeah no absolutely um, in my house is a perfect example you know out in O'Fallon built like 2003 I think the, the basement then, it just wasn't required. You know, the basement's right. finished. It wasn't required to have that egress. And the steps to getting that in now, you know, when they cut that concrete, I mean, if you think about it, you got to go through the drywall, the studs, you know, if there's wiring in the way. I mean, you could require so many different trades and steps, but also when they're wet cutting, you know, oh, yeah. we have nice carpet we have all these things you got to try and control this giant wet saw yep you know cutting through a foundation so you're shot back at water as it's happening and you know it's just so complicated after the fact the opportunity to be able to to get that in there you know it's just the time to do it um same thing with you know radon control and right. things like that is like just go ahead and put it in because you're in St. Louis, so you're probably going to have it at some point, and it's it's so affordable at the time, it's so much harder to do, you know, later on in getting through it, which, you know, kind of brings us up, the, you know, we talked about the DIY mistakes and trying to get over some of them, I mean, all the things we were just talking about and trying to get an egress window in, you know, why would you recommend somebody probably leave that installation to the pros instead of trying it themselves? Yeah, I, I think most of the reasons you you already mentioned is uh, the the potential amount of trades that could be involved in, in that project um, is, is quite a bit. And you certainly want to pick those that know how to handle all of those different aspects. Um, you know, certainly you're, you're getting into structure of the home once you're going through that concrete. Um, so making sure that you don't compromise anything above the structure and, and have a bigger project on, yeah, on your hands, absolutely. right? Um, you know, that's oftentimes the, the DIY mistake is you start one project and, and think that it, it is one simple project. But certainly, um, you know, you're sooner or later having to work on other areas of the house because it affected... Um, you know, something else oh, and yeah. you didn't intend it to. Um, yeah, and, and certainly just it's going to be done the right way. When you leave it to the pros and, and have less headache, um, they're, they're going to have it done correctly in probably a more timely manner. 
Um, you know, most people that are trying to do it themselves are going to have a full-time job or going to be doing other things on the side. So when, when your project that you anticipated doing over a Saturday afternoon um, yeah. goes into Saturday evening and then Sunday day and you already had, had plans with the wife and kids for Sunday and, and you're not allowed to work on that project or that, that window, um, you know, you, you've, you're extending that length of that project and have, you know, potentially in the side of your house for who knows how long <laughs> yeah no absolutely and and you know speaking of trying to do things like that yourself and and taking too much time and, and dragging them out um, last year I was I was painting my living room oh and it's like 18 feet tall <laughs> I got the big tall windows all that stuff and I, I it was a Sunday I got the the first coat on everything and it's you know Towards the evening, my wife's making dinner, and I'm putting the living room back together. And she's like, well, don't you have another coat to paint? I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got She's like, why are you putting the whole living room back together? And I'm like, it's Sunday. When am I doing the next coat? Like, you know, we'll be down for five days if I do it, you know, next Saturday or whatever. And, you know, the things you don't think of. Of course. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I just leave everything tarp for, you know, a week and a half. And we'll see right. when I get to that second coat for you and see how much everybody appreciates it. So it can't be, you know, time-consuming and take too long to try and get through, you know, projects like that right. and, and doing them on their own. So, yeah, there's times even I'm like, you know what? I could paint my own cabinets, but I hired somebody to do it because I just was like, I want it done well, and I know it'd take forever, and it's right. my kitchen. And, and I don't have three weeks, you know, of, of trying to do that in my kitchen. I need somebody in and out. and do, So picking when to use the pros Absolutely. can be very important and valuable and really, you know, help you out if, if you think about it for sure. Um, so... You know, in, in thinking about that entire space and getting something like that built, you know, here at Mosby, we always talk about the team, team effort. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, electrician on staff. We've got plumbers on staff. Um, we've got lead carpenters like you were and the project managers. Can you just kind of touch on how having all those different people in-house can really, you know, benefit even how like you ran that basement that yeah. you did for me? Yeah, I think it definitely, uh, you know, definitely we do talk a lot about it. it takes a whole team to take these projects on and have a successful project. Um, I think there are so many areas that that have to be worked on. And when you factor in client needs and communication and um, even down to accounting, right, yeah. um, making sure that there's someone that you can go to for all those different areas of your project is is definitely why uh, I, I think our team is so successful because we are able to have dedicated people for dedicated portions of your project or, or areas of concern or, or things that the client may need um, answered during the course of, of that project. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just helps with everything across the board, like maintaining that 10-year workmanship warranty, right. building it right, doing all of that. Well, hey, Adam, it, we are out of time here, but it has been tons of fun. I, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, spending Saturday afternoon Absolutely. with me. All right. For everybody else out there, be good. Get more at 971talk.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.